All right. Are we here? Fritz Berger and bloodandfaith.com. Are we live? I think we're live, folks. Good morning, Fritz Berger, bloodandfaith.com. Or you can see me at uh, fritzreport.podbean.com. You can listen to me there live. And you want to know what I'm doing? I'm always over there at uh, bloodandfaith.com. I also have a Gab feed, uh, gab.com slash cybertext. Don't ask me why. It's a long story. C-Y-B-E-R-T-E-X-T. And uh, I'm busy posting there, hopefully stirring up uh, ideas and thoughts that are uh, Christian Orthodox thoughts. In other words, they're, they're, they're Christian thoughts. But uh, at the same time, they're, they're um, anathema to the babble of the world, to the Antichrist of the world, to the synagogue of Satan, and hopefully causing them some, some angst and pain. And I know it is. I know I have been. Because they've, it's, been, it's been enough for them to uh, attack me. So that's fine. That's fine. Bring it, baby. Bring it. I ain't going away. There's only one way you can silence me. And uh, th- th- nothing short of that. So I will keep speaking. I will speak, keep talking, and doing what I do. This morning we're going to we're going to go back to Joshua. We haven't finished up Joshua. I think we're going to do this week and next week uh, on Joshua. And Lord, I pray that this morning that this would be a good word, a blessing to people out there, and uh, they would uh, see the light. In Jesus' name, Amen. We're talking about borders. Borders are important. I know it seems like in 2023 we're in a post-border world. And that's really the goal of the Antichrist, to get to a post-border world. No borders, no nations. I don't remember the chant of Antifa or BLM. They don't want any borders. Because their father Satan doesn't want any borders either. I'd remind you the story of Jude, where you had angels that transgressed their borders. They transgressed their borders, and they paid the ultimate penalty. They were cast into pits of hell forever and ever and ever. They went outside of their natural boundaries. They transgressed. Let's go across. And I can hear all the little Satan worshipers now from the Satan synagogue. They're saying, oh, you're just racist and xenophobic. Those words don't mean anything to me. Those are not Bible words. Those have nothing to do with the Holy Scripture. Uh, What they have to do with is accusing, not me, not me, but accusing Jesus Christ. Those words, racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, Forgot to start recording this on my, my other application. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. We're talking about borders this Sunday morning. And those terms racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic have nothing to do with attacking Fritz Bergen. It has everything to do with setting up the case against Jesus Christ. It's all about accusing Jesus Christ and, and the Followers of Jesus Christ, not the not the Judeo Christians, but the Christian Christians, of committing unpardonable sins, transgressions. They talk about transsexuals and trans border and trans everything. 
God's in the borders, in the boundaries. Jesus Christ agrees with borders and boundaries, and we're going to talk about that today. I mentioned that uh, these angels that transgressed their natural borders and boundaries, they came in and they made hay with women, shall we say. They had their way with women. They took the most beautiful women of the earth and they mated with them and they created hybrid offspring, Genesis chapter 6. Those angels are in Tartarus. They're in hell for eternity, chained up for eternity. God likes borders. Jesus Christ ordained borders. Oh, I don't believe that. I believe that we're all one. Well, that's funny because Jesus Christ disagreed, disagrees with you. All the way back to Genesis chapter 3. talks about the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. I mean, there, there's two, at least those two races. Now we move forward to Jesus Christ. He talked about the brood of vipers, which is the seed of the serpent. It's the same, it's the same thing. You're saying the same thing, just with different words. A brood is the seed. Vipers, a, a snake, a serpent. Let's turn to, before we get into Joshua, I just want to lay some more foundations here. First of all, if you go back to Genesis chapter 2, what did he do with Adam and Eve before the fall? Before the fall. Before sin entered in. He put them in a place with boundaries. God put Adam and Eve into the garden. Into the garden. In other words, they weren't in the garden. He put them into the garden. It wasn't like the garden was everywhere. He put them into the garden. And he gave them work to do in that area that had boundaries. Hello. This is before the fall. Boundaries are not a matter of a sinful man needing boundaries. No, no, this is before the fall. He put them in the garden. He put them in the garden. And when they sinned, he kicked them out of the garden, and he put the first armed border guard on duty with a deadly weapon, and he was going to use it. Well, I just can't believe it. Well, read the Bible, Genesis chapter 3. He cast Adam and Eve out of the garden, and he put an armed border guard there, the cherubim with a flaming sword keep people from coming in to get to the tree of life. Borders, 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 borders. And you got the great flood, right? Everybody's wiped out, save eight people, plus the animals on the ark. And what do they do? Oh, we're going to be one, one race, one human race, one human race. We're all going to live together under United Babel, under United Nations. And that made God wroth. God was angry. Jesus Christ was angry. Remember, listen, when you talk about the Lord, you're talking about God, you're talking about Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ comes down and he says, okay, here's the deal. I'm going to force the division that I command you. I told you guys to spread out and fill the earth. I told you to, and you're rebelling against me. The very first command I give you after, out of the ark, you rebel against it. And you're, you're coming together as a united mankind, and that will end up being united against the Almighty God, ruled by Satan, ruled by an Antichrist figure, Nimrod. So it came down there and broke it up, and he enforced the division of nations by changing their languages. Changing the languages was an enforcement mechanism. He didn't want unity. He didn't want unity. He didn't want them all one. He could have just said, oh, this is great. Mankind's united. What a wonderful thing. No, he didn't want that. God did not want mankind united. Diversity was not a strength. Actually... It's funny how, funny how you, you look at that because the true diversity only happens if you actually 
let the different races have their own separate space and you stay apart. That's the only way you're going to have diversity. You mix everybody together. Everybody's a mongrel and a mutt and there's no diversity. God didn't want that. He did not want that. So he enforces the division of the races with changing the languages. Oh, but that's Old Testament. That's old, you know, that's you know Old Testament. All right. Let's go to Acts chapter Acts chapter uh, 17. Here's Paul at Athens before the Areopagus. These are he's standing before the Greeks. He's standing before the Europeans. European man. It's, I just love the fact that that the gospel goes to Europe. Man, it goes to Europe in a big way. All the scriptures written since Jesus Christ rose from the dead are written in a European tongue. Written in written in Greek. Hello, even the Septuagint written in Greek. Oh, it was originally written in Hebrew. Fine. It was. What happens after the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead? There, it's all written in Greek. Which one continent on the face of the earth becomes Christianized? It's the Europeans. Oh, but there was a church in Ethiopia, and there's a church in Egypt. Yes, 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 indeed. Indeed there was. Gospel went to all the world. It was the Europeans who become Christendom. All right? And Paul targets them. He's the, he's the one. He's the guy. He goes, he goes to the Jews. The Jews are like, we don't want nothing to do with you. He said, fine. He washed his hands. He says, I'm going to go. I'll go to the Gentiles now. I'll go to the Europeans. All right. So he's there standing before the Greeks, and he's talking to these wise men. <clears throat> This is Acts chapter 17, verse 26. It says, And he made from one man every nation. Who made every nation? God made every nation. It wasn't an evil man that said, we're going to separate and go our own ways. God made from one man, from Adam, all the different nations. To live on the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation. So all you New Testament folks out there who say, oh, borders are just, you know, that's, you know, you can't. No, right here, book of Acts. Here's Paul declaring boldly, God made from one all the nations, and he determined their times and their boundaries, their boundaries, their boundaries, their geographic boundaries. Oh, does that mean the boundary between Nigeria and Kenya is fixable by God forever? <laughs> Listen, man. It, Jesus says, blessed art thou if you're not offended by my words. Now, you want to find a way to be offended? Please, be offended. Make excuses. Find ways to reject what the Word of God says. You go for it. You, you get on your horse and ride. There will always be a way. Jesus Christ was a very offensive man, if you read the Gospels in, in truth. Even the disciples came to him and said, "Why, it's Jesus, man, you're offending these Pharisees. Jesus said, man, blessed, is, blessed are those who are not offended by my words. Don't find a way to refute the words of Jesus. Don't find a way to refute the words of, of the Holy Scriptures. Find a way to say, you know what? This is God's will. This is what God wanted. He wanted boundaries. You want some more? How about the book of Revelation when the new Jerusalem comes down out of heaven? What does he say? He says, look, nothing unclean is going to come into the city. Nothing unclean. There's a boundary. There's walls. There's gates. Nothing unclean will come into here forever and ever and ever. Not going to happen. There's boundaries. But for the cowardly and the unbelieving, their destiny will be in the lake that burns with fire. There's boundaries. Acts. 
Revelation. Oh, how about what Jesus said? Ah, but Jesus didn't teach it. Oh, oh, okay. Let's go talk about Jesus. Luke chapter 16, verse 26. You got the rich man and Lazarus. Lazarus is up there with, with Abraham in paradise. You got the rich man down there in hell. He's burning up in hell. The rich man is burning up in hell. Oh, Jesus is a nice guy. He loves everybody. The rich man is burning up in hell. Let's read that. In Hades, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment. Being in torment. And he saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out, he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus so he may dip his finger in water and cool off my tongue. For I am in agony in this flame. This is the red. This is what Jesus Christ is teaching. For I am in agony in this flame. Oh, what did he do wrong? He, it wasn't his fault that he was rich. He says, I am in agony in this flame. But Abraham, child, remember that during your life you received the good things, and likewise Lazarus, Lazarus the bad. But now he has been comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, there is a great chasm fixed. A great chasm fixed. A great chasm fixed. So that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able to, that none may cross over from there to us, there's Jesus Christ. Boundaries. Fixed in eternal boundaries. Or that chasm will be there forever. It's a boundary. And it's the purpose of Satan to transgress. To transgress and violate boundaries. That's what he does. He violates boundaries. He attempted his union with Eve. Later on we see the 200 fallen watchers union, having union with the sons, the daughters of men for which they have an eternal punishment, and a punishment forever and ever and ever. The world today, you look at the world today, oh, nations, no borders. And there's no boundaries biologically, sexually, socially, morally, geographically. This is Satan's work. It's what Satan does. It's what the children of Satan do. Let's mix it all up, man. Mix them together. mRNA vaccines. Go in there and adjust the DNA. No boundaries, man. Let's tinker with it. It goes back in violation of the boundaries between the kinds. Book of Genesis. He made them to reproduce after their own kind. Oh, it's not good enough, though. Satan wants to transgress those boundaries, and they're already talking about... And I, you know, I talked about this 20 years ago. Let's grow hearts and pigs and trans transform the mankind. I don't know if that'll work or not, but they're, they're sure working on it. I mean, hey, maybe we can live forever. Just keep replacing our organs. Pig organs. No wonder God said pig meat's unclean. And, and the idea that we can transgress, that there are no borders, is a satanic idea. It's a satanic principle. Let's violate every border. There is sexual borders, geographic borders, moral borders. Well, but we can't be uh, xenophobic or racist. Says who? Says the seed of the serpent? Says the synagogue of Satan? Says the devil himself? Who says that? I just read for you out of Acts where it said God established the borders. There are times and their boundaries. Oh, well, that's, that's racist. And I'm telling you, all those words, racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, anti-Semitic, Islamophobic, 
Those are terms that the people of Satan have come up to accuse Jesus Christ. Since they can't get to him directly, they go to you. And they beat you down with moral cudgels. And these white people, I don't know what's wrong with these white people, man. It's just like they bend over backwards to prove their own righteousness. Doing just the opposite of what Martin Luther told you. He says, get up off your knees. The just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. You can't, you can't please Satan by obeying his rules. You can't please the synagogue of Satan by doing everything you can not to be racist, sexist, and homophobic, and anti-Semitic. I mean, look at these. <laughs> Some dude got beaten up, got the little bejesus beaten out of him, the other black guy, by the, by the police. Well, here we go again, George Floyd again. Well, it turns out the five policemen that were beating the tar out of him were all black too. Well, what are they going to do with that? Well, but they did exactly what you knew they were going to do. They said, well, this is institutional racism. <laughs> I'm telling you, they use these things for, to, as moral cudgels to beat whites and Christians into submission. As nothing, They don't care about the black people. They could care less about the black people. Please. They could care less about them. This is about beating the white people and the church into, into submission through guilt and shame. And the church doesn't even know its own history. Get up off your knees, man. You don't know them apology. You owe them nothing. Oh, the church is racist. The church is a white institution. Praise God. I hope the church is a white institution. I hope the Europeans adhere to Jesus Christ. And if other nations want to, too, God bless them. I, I'm all for that. But the church listens to the synagogue of Satan instead of the Holy Scriptures. It's really phenomenal, really amazing. So that's Satan for you. He's not interested in abiding by borders. What does Babel do? Well, we're going to go into heaven. We're not, earth is not good enough for us. We're, we're going into heaven. We're going to go invade heaven. We're going to build a tower in heaven. We're going to invade up there. A transgression of borders. And this border invasion right now into white and Christian lands, I'm just telling you, I'm saying what the, your pastor won't tell you into white and Christian lands in Europe and North America is Satan's plan promoted by his children. It's promoted by his children. And just like Satan, they hide and pretend they don't exist. And if you talk about them, you talk to them, then, well, then you're guilty of one of Satan's sins. Oh, I'm a guilty man. According to them, I'm really guilty. I've probably done the unforgivable sin to them. Bring it, baby. Bring it. Church has to stop being afraid. Church has to stop being afraid of Satan's children. Church won't even say talk about Satan's children, Satan's little babies. Church won't talk about Satan's babies. Jesus Christ did. He said, you are of your father, the, 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 the devil. Who was he talking to? According to the book of John, he was talking to the Jews. John 31, John 8, 31, John 8, 59. Right in, the, in between, his, he says, you are of your father, the devil. Oh, well, that was just for, you know, during that period of time and those certain people under that specific circumstances. All right, so there you go. You, you're going the way of the Jews, man. You said the, the Word of God is no longer applicable. It's got to be determined by what our oral traditions say. That's what the Talmud is. Is the Word of God not eternal? Yeah, it's eternal. It, yes, it is eternal. But you're ashamed of what Jesus Christ said. So you come up with these man-made oral traditions to override what Jesus Christ said, and that's the mistake of the Talmud people. It was rebellion against the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jesus made it very clear. 
He says, I won't accuse you on the judgment day. It's Moses is going to accuse you guys on the judgment day. The church goes right down that same road. If you've heard this before from me, it's because this is what's in my heart. And I, I cannot stop talking about it because that's where the church is at today. We look at the words of Jesus Christ. We don't like it. We reinterpret it with our oral traditions, which is exactly what the Talmud people did. When Jesus Christ warned, beware of their leaven, beware of their leaven, which is their teachings and their doctrines. All right, I promise you we will be talking about Joshua this morning. So if you go to Joshua, and we're going to start in Joshua chapter 13. Here's a little heading to the chapter. Canaan is divided amongst the tribes. Well, they're all the nation of Israel. Why didn't they just go in? They're all one people. They're all one nation. Why don't they just go and share and, and mix? That's my point. That's exactly my point. It's because that was not the purpose and the plan of God. Israel was a man. His name was Jacob. God changed his name to Israel. Please understand this. It has nothing to do with that thing over there in the Middle East today. Nothing to do with them at all. They fly on their flag uh, the star of the god Rampha, a demon star, the devil star. Oh, I can't believe it. You're anti-Semitic. Why do you exalt the traditions of men over the Word of God? Acts chapter 7. Go read Acts chapter 7. It's very clear. It wasn't, it, it wasn't me that you worship when you came up out of Egypt, the Almighty God said. You brought your tabernacle to Satan. The star of your God, Rampha. Jesus Christ came, gave him one last chance. One last chance, man. This is over and over and over again. One last chance. Parable of the vineyard. The, the, the king keeps sending servants to go to them. And they keep they beat and they rejected the servants. Killed them. Finally, he sends the son. I'll send my son. What do they do? They cast him out of the vineyard and they murder him. That's what, That's Jesus Christ. People are just shocked. There, what are you, what is going to, what is going to come? He's going to deal very harshly with these people. Jesus Christ says to himself, "Bring these people in front of me who did not want me to rule over them and slay them in my presence." So Joshua goes in there. Joshua thirteen. Now Joshua was old and advanced in years when the Lord said to him, "You are old and advanced in years. Very much of the land remains to be possessed. This is the land that remains. All the regions of the Philistines and those of the Geshurites." From Sihar, which is on the east of Egypt, as far as the border of Ekron to the north, the five lords of the Philistines, the Gazite, the Ashadite, the Ashkelonite, the Gittite, the Ekronite, the Avite, in the south, all the land of the Canaanite, and the Merah, and the kings of the Sidonians. And he starts listing races and territories. Bloodlines and territories. Remember, the, nation, the ancient nation of Israel is a bloodline, and he has 12 sons. And they're, they're each a tribe. They're a bloodline. It's based on blood. It's blood. Oh, we're all one race. No, no, no. Why do you transgress the borders that God has given? Why do you transgress what God has said? Why do you transgress? Why do you fight against the very example God put? Oh, that's Old Testament. I just read it to you, Acts. I read to you, Luke. I read to you the Revelation. Oh, but we're all one in Jesus Christ. There's neither Greek nor nor a uh, uh, Jew or slave nor free, male or female. Okay, fine. And that's the problem with you Christians. Now you're building unisex bathrooms. There's not, they're neither male nor female. And you're marrying uh, males and males and females and females because there's no more male and female. According to Galatians chapter 3, verse 28, you twist the Holy Scriptures. You twist it. Just like Satan did to Jesus Christ of the temptation. 
Jesus cast her foot, cast herself off this temple because the word says that he will not allow your foot to stumble or, 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 or trip. You take something that is true and you twist it to mean something that it was never supposed to mean. That's what Satan does, and that's what these Judeo-Christians are doing in the Christian church. They've gone the way of the Talmud people. So as we move through these chapters here, and what you find is that it lists very specifically bloodlines that are wiped out, bloodlines that are established, and geographic boundaries. Bloodlines and geographic boundaries, war and peace, settlement and destruction. And the bloodlines get their own territory. And their own, a nation is a bloodline. Nation, natal, birth. If you speak Spanish, nacer. It's the same Latin origin, to be born. That's what a nation is. It's not everybody with the same colored passport. I've been, I lived around the world, man. I've lived all over the world. I have wonderful people everywhere, wonderful people. But we ain't all one. We're not all one. We don't live on magic dirt where people come over and boom, all of a sudden they're, it's like they had six generations right out of New Hampshire. They're, it's not. It's, that's not the way it is. It's not like the, the Hebrews moved into the land of Canaan and boom, all of a sudden everybody's one. Oh, we're just one big, we just came to bring a little diversity to, to y'all. They went in there and slew them, wiped them out, slaughtered them. Territory of Ephraim, territory of Manasseh, territory of Caleb, territory of Judah. Over and over and over, you list the different tribes. It gives us very specific boundaries. Let's read Joshua 13. Moses also gave an inheritance to the half-tribe of Manasseh. This is just an example of the borders and the specificity of the borders. Moses also gave an inheritance to the half-tribe of Manasseh. We've talked about where Manasseh comes from. He was one of the sons of uh, Joseph. Mo and Jake, or, excuse me, Israel told his son Joseph, look, I'm, instead of you, I'm taking your two sons to be my direct sons. And so that's where you get the, the, ha the two half-tribes to make the, up the twelve. Moses also gave an inheritance to the half-tribe of Manasseh, and it was for the half-tribe of the sons of Manasseh, according to their families. Their territory was from Mahanaim, all of Bashan, all of the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, all of the towns of Jair, which are of Bashan, 60 cities, also half of Gilead, with Ashtaroth and Edrei, the cities of the kingdom of Og in Bashan, Wherefore the sons of Machir and the sons of Manasseh, for half of the sons of Machir according to their families. These are the territories which more Moses apportioned for an inheritance in the plains of Moab, beyond the Jordan at Jericho to the east. All right, so so very specific borders. Well, but they're all one tribe, they're all Hebrews. Listen. 
God gave each tribe a separate geographic boundary. You can say all the Europeans are one tribe. Fine. He still gives them different geographic boundaries. Well, all the Hebrews were one. He gave them different geographic boundaries for their tribes. Well, all the white people are the same. He gave them different geographic boundaries. Norwegians, Swedes, Germans, English, Scots, Welsh, Irish. Beautiful people. Every one of them. Beautiful, beautiful people. Still gave them borders. And, and this idea of transgressing borders and bringing everybody together in a new Babel is right out of the pit of hell. It's Satan's plan. It's the transgressors. It's the transborder sin. And it's all part and parcel of the same thing. We, we don't want to have any uh, borders for morality, sexuality, language, culture, geography, biology, genetics. No borders on any of them. And God, from the very beginning, from the very beginning of creation, God said, listen, here's the deal. Kinds only reproduce after their own kinds. There's no transgressing their borders. Even in, in Corinthians, it says, I've made one kind of flesh for birds, one kind of flesh for uh, fish, one kind of uh, flesh for man, one kind of flesh for the, the beasts of the field, one kind of flesh for the angels. You don't transgress those borders and boundaries. Satan wants us to do that. And he... Here's the deal about the devil. Just like God works through his church, Satan works through his synagogue. Man, I wish people would get that. Just like God works through his church, Satan works through his synagogue. Satan has a synagogue. Satan has babies. Satan's little babies are out there. Just like there's the children of God, there's the children of Satan. Jesus Christ is explicit about this. I talked about this. I've been talking about this recently. Well, recently for the last couple of years. Satan has his own children. They've sworn an oath of allegiance to Satan. And in return, what do they get? They get wealth and power. Wow, where do you come up with that? They're blessed because God blessed it. No, no, no. Satan's out there getting tempted by the devil. The devil says, listen, bow down and worship me. I'll give you it all. I'll give you everything. You can have it all, baby. All the nations, all the wealth. Of the, it says the splendor of the world. Jesus looked at him. He said, go fish, man. Get out of here. You shall worship the Lord thy God only. Jesus Christ turned it all down. As a result, Satan's babies murder Jesus Christ. Satan's children murder Jesus Christ. And they said, we'll take it. We'll take it, Satan. Satan said, here's the deal. Here's the bargain. Bow down and worship me. Kill the Son of Man. I'll give you all the wealth and power of the world. Well, you want to know why they have all the wealth and power of the world? There you go. That's the answer right there. They took up Satan's bargain. They're not the people of God. They're Satan's children. They're the synagogue of Satan. And you got the preachers out there saying, oh, the church is the hands of God. Let's go out there and do God's work. Well, what do you think the synagogue of Satan is? Oh, they're God's chosen people. No, they're not. They're Satan's chosen. They've made a pact. They've made a union. They've made a union with Satan. They're the synagogue of Satan. Well, you can't say that. That's, that's anti-Semitic. Why do you fear the Antichrist more than Jesus Christ? All right. I'm going to close out here pretty soon. Joshua chapter 21, verse 42. So the Lord gave... So they go in there, they conquer the land, and there's very... If you read through these chapters, 12 through, I don't know, 20, very detailed and specific borders, not just for the nation of Israel, but for each individual tribe. 
This applies to Europe as well. He said, okay, we got this whole land of Europe. But in Europe, there's many different tribes. And they got their own land. They got their own language. They got their own thing going on. But they all were serving Jesus Christ. Christendom. That's why Europe is Christendom. Europe was the faith. The faith was Europe. Well, we're going to come, we're going to bring that back, baby. I'm telling you, we're going to bring it back in spades. We're going to bring that back hard. And it's going to be brutal. It's going to be bloody. Just like the Spaniards took 700 years to reconquer Spain from the African and the Muslim, we're going to do the same thing with Europe and North America and Australia and New Zealand. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we're going to do this. We are the people of God. We don't listen to the people of Satan. We don't listen to the synagogue of Satan. As soon as, as, soon as we get that through our brains, the, the quicker we'll set ourselves free. And the problem with, with the European man and, and the Christian man is we got all these false moralities in our head saying, well, I can't be racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, or anti-Semitic, and therefore you're no good. You're, you're a slave. You're a slave in the mind, and you're a slave in the body, you're a slave in the soul, and you give them everything you want because you abide by their immoral morality. Borders is a fundamental principle of Almighty God from the Genesis through the Revelation. And he divides the land based on race, based on bloodline. There's no great, I mean, why do you think over and over again in the Hebrew scriptures, God gives the example. Hey, ancient Israel is supposed to be an example for the nations. It's supposed to be an example for the nations. What to do and what not to do. And he went in there and he says, listen, here's your land. And then within that land, the land of Canaan, I'm going to subdivide it by the tribe. And how's the tribe decided? Did you just say, you know what? I like their crest. I'm going to go join that tribe. They've got a nicer crest than, than the tribe of Judah. I'm going to go be a Levite. Look, you couldn't just be a Levite. You had to be born into the tribe. Nobody could just say, hey, you know, I, I feel I'm called to be a Levite. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Dan, you know, my brothers and Dan, see, ya. I'm going to go be a Levite because I feel that's my calling. No, sorry. Uh-uh. Wrong answer. If you were born of the blood of Levi, or you weren't. You couldn't just say, I'm, I want to go be a Levite. You had to be born into it. Well, isn't that, isn't that racist? Like I said, all those terms are used to accuse Jesus Christ. If you know the history of the world, if you know the history of these words and know where they come from, you'll understand that. Trotsky, a Jewish communist, came up with that term, the, the racist. You know who, who didn't want, you know who had the first laws against anti-Semitism? It was the, the Jews set it up in Russia in the 1920s because they ran the secret police under, under, under Lenin and Stalin. It was the, the, the vast preponderance of, of the people at the head of these death organizations were people who called themselves Jews. And the Russians knew it. And said, yeah, it's those, you know, it's those people. And so they say, anybody that, that says anything that, that identifies us, we're going to put them to death. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's illegal to make that, it's illegal to notice. Illegal to notice. And the Russians were noticing, so, so they, they made it illegal. Well, I just can't believe you said that. Well, read the Bible. You know who radicalized me? The Holy Scriptures. Nobody else, no other person, no other book, no other idea, no other blog. No other thinkers. So the Lord gave Israel all the land which he had sworn to give them to their fathers, and they possessed it and lived in it. And the Lord gave them rest on every side, according to all that he had sworn to their fathers. See, generational covenant based on race. 
and no one of all their enemies stood before them. And the Lord gave all the enemies into their hand. Not one of the good promises which the Lord had made to the house of Israel failed. All came to pass. Now, right now in the United States, there's this massive invasion, illegal aliens. It's an invasion. Why? And who's promoting it? The synagogue of Satan is promoting it. And they're very open about it. If you go and you read what they wrote, read what they write, I said, we need to dilute and eliminate a white and Christian race. Because that's the only thing standing between them and, and all the power in the world. And there's one people that can stop that, and it's the church. But the church is terrified of the seed of the serpent, terrified of the Antichrist. The synagogue of Satan exactly matches the definition, definition of Antichrist in 1 John 2, 22. Exactly. They reject the Father and the Son. Those that call themselves Jews, but are not. They're not. They're liars. But they're of the synagogue of Satan. Look, I'm trying to normalize the Holy Scriptures to you. I'm trying to normalize the Holy Scriptures within the Christian church. I'm trying to normalize what Jesus Christ said inside the Christian church. But we haven't heard this in in a hundred years. Nobody's talked this way in a hundred years. Maybe two hundred years. I don't know how long it's been. But not since World War II. Those who call themselves Jews, but are not, and lie and are of the synagogue of Satan, says Jesus Christ. You've got all these evangelicals running around talking about the revelation and, and these end times and this and that, but they overlook explicitly and exactly what Jesus Christ himself said. And they say, oh, the Antichrist is coming. The Antichrist has been here for 2,000 years, man. And they're still here, and they're ruling, and they're rich, and they're powerful. They took up what Jesus Christ turned down on, on, on his temptation. All the rich and power and the splendor of the world. If they just bow down and worship him. And so they did. The synagogue of Satan. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The, the Antichrist. The Antichrist. What's the Antichrist? He rejects the Father and the Son. According to 1 John, according to 2 John, it's he who denies that the Messiah has already come in the flesh. Has already come in the flesh. Those, the Talmud people deny that the Christ has already come, they deny that the Messiah has already come in the flesh. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, has already come in the flesh. And if you deny that, that fits the definition of the Antichrist. Oh, you're rocking my world. Everything that I believed is upside down. Well, good. Praise the Lord. If I'm not saying what the Holy Scripture says, then, then reject what I have to say. If I'm saying what the Holy Scripture says, then Consider yourself set free. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com. Have a happy Sunday morning, and I will be doing an after show. All right. Hey, good to see you, Jeremiah, and a couple other people out there, Alta, and uh, talk to you guys soon.